15th another episode of come on now podcast mma podcast um daily mma podcast i originally thought i was going to take the weekends off but it hasn't happened and this weekend uh this weekend's been a doozy huh all right so news last night Courtesy of ESPN, Dana White's digging in his heels. Um, doesn't have a location for the next couple of next three events, but he is still adamant that these things are going to go on, even though today uh, the London show, which is scheduled for uh, Saturday, had lost 11 of 13 fights, but yet. The show must go on, even though it shouldn't go on. And there's no need for it to go on. But, um, so, with the events up in the air, and pretty much every state um, not willing to host an event of any size, um, Ariel Hawani tweeted out that tribal lands are now um, in the mix for the next few events, which means those those areas are not under athletic commission um, rules of any state. So this is the exact opposite of what Zufa would like you to believe they did early on in the uh, with the with the company. Um, you will hear, and I'm sure you have heard. Uh, UFC folks brag about how they ran toward regulation in the early days, and that's what helped the UFC grow into what it was, what it is, rather. That was one of the big things that they uh, they always bring up, uh, running towards regulation, run towards regulation. So now they are going to run away from regulation and... I'm, I'm sorry, they are possibly going to run away from regulation and go to tribal lands to hold these events. And like I said, the tribal lands are not under athletic commission rule. So more or less, they can do what they want. Yes, I know that some of these commi- these areas do have commissions, but they are not state commissions. So they're not, you know, they're not, that's not running towards regulation. It just is not running towards regulation in the least. It's running away from regulation. So there's that. So something to keep in mind if the events are held on tribal lands. Um, you know, you need we need to call the UFC out on that. So you can put a little check next to that. Possibly ask Dana White um, what what the story is about. What the story is there. Why they ran away from regulation. If they do that. While we're on the topic of ESPN, during this during White Spiel last uh, on uh, Saturday night, 
not once during that conversation did the uh, ESPN Sports Center host ask White why he felt safe and secure in going against pretty much all the advice um, out there and uh, pushing on to hold an, an, hold these three events. That's a that was a serious flaw in ESPN's coverage of this thing. Um, it's I find it hard to believe that someone like, uh, say, Jeremy Shap would would let that obvious question go unasked. But the UFC and ESPN are in bed for the next few years, and uh, as we can see, the coverage is not up to the par that it should be. And again, this is reminiscent of the UFC's deal with Fox, where critical coverage was avoided when it, when it was absolutely necessary. So keep keep that in mind. Keep an eye on that. That's a big thing, a big thing. ESPN is supposed to be better than that, and they are they're they're failing miserably on on this. Uh, with with so little sports to cover right now. This should be the main topic, um, why the why the UFC is doing this. And it should be broken down, and it should be looked at, and it shouldn't be just dismissed because Dana White says, I'm going to keep doing this absent of a total government shutdown. It's just unacceptable. Big, big, big drop of the ball from, from ESPN. While I was, I was thinking about the, this whole thing today um, and something that popped into my mind was that the UFC said they were working with uh, Dr. Davison who is um, who works with the UFC and has worked with the UFC for quite a while and I am baffled if they are actually doing that or if they're asking him if the UFC is asking him for advice as to why he has not made a statement um saying that the UFC is messing this up, dropping the ball, putting fighters in danger, putting the fighters' training partners in danger, their families, and everyone they come in contact with if they have to travel to and from um, an event. Uh, you would expect a doctor, an emergency room doctor, to have a better grasp of this and, and speak up on it and and challenge um white on this topic if they are actually working together haven't seen any of that which is extremely disappointing um it's also disappointing to see that no one in, in senior management has has seemingly pushed back on white i know um earlier this month jeff Nowitzki uh, tweeted out that everyone should watch the 15 minute um discussion on joe rogan's podcast with uh, with an expert in uh, infectious disease, it's it's a fifteen minute listen. It's a good listen. It's informative, um, but and it's on Jeff Nowitzki's Twitter page. But I don't know. I mean, did he show Dana White that? Did Dana White watch it? And if he did. What was the take? It's strange. Also, um, in 
February, UFC Senior Vice President and COO Lawrence Epstein um, praised France for heading towards MMA regulation, and that was noted. I don't know why someone like Epstein would praise France for moving towards regulation while sitting back and watching White possibly run away from regulation. So there's three uh, fairly high-level people within the UFC that that I would have expected to push back on White at least a little bit. If they did so, like I said, it was unheated. And maybe, you know, I would like to know what was said, if anything was said to White about any of this by these three. And, you know, if, if, if it's me, if I'm one of those guys and I'm senior vice president or a, or a, a doctor, it's a, just a consultant, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm thinking about speaking up on the subject in the public. And I'm also thinking about maybe resigning because if I have uh, a moral objections to what's going on, I don't know. If I could, if I could stay there, but then again, like like was pointed out to me on on Twitter, um, if they if these individuals didn't have any moral objections to White has what White has done in the past, I, I doubt this is the the deal breaker for them. I, I think you know these folks are, while they may issue half hearted objections to what White does and says, if if they're okay with everything he's done in the past. I mean, what's going to be a deal breaker for those kind of people? What's going to what's going to make them resign from the UFC? Probably, probably nothing. Earlier today, uh, Ariel Hawani tweeted out a let's see what he says here um, an email the UFC was sending out to managers and reps about the card. Um, I guess this week um, and. This email, the portion that um, Helwani shared, says, Because we are moving this event to the U.S. next weekend, there will be a number of open spots on that card. If you have anyone currently under UFC contract from bantamweight to welterweight who wants a short-notice fight, please let me know. If you have any UFC vets or fighters ready for for UFC on a week's notice, please let me know. Do not email me about anyone who is not a U.S. citizen or who does not have a current P1 visa. Thanks. Um, who that note is from has been cut off. I'm going to assume it was either from Sean Shelby or McMaynard, the two matchmakers. A little later in the day, Aaron Bronstetter from TSN tweeted out, an MMA manager tells me that he has pitched roughly 40 different clients, 95% of which were unsigned to the UFC matchmakers to compete on Saturday's event. The manager says that almost all of them proactively reached out to him when the opportunity presented himself. Uh, I think that a manager that did that under these circumstances is a bad manager. Um, I don't understand how someone would be willing to take, say, 10% of $10,000 and put a fighter in danger. Um because they, they just need somebody to fight on a card, which they don't know where it's going to be. 
or when or any of any other information. So you're asking a fighter to take a take a ten thousand dollar contract, assuming it's new a new fighter who is not under contract with the UFC. Um, fight in unsafe conditions. Do a massive maybe do a massive weight cut on a week's notice. Put themselves in health danger. Put their family in health danger. Put everything everyone they come into contact with on their travels to and from the event in danger. It's just a it's not a good look. I mean, I don't understand that that how how someone could do that for 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 so little money. Um, fighter and fighter and uh, and manager. It makes no sense to me. And you know, there's no if you you know this is if you if you watch the UFC, you do them a favor. There's not one coming back. There's not a favor coming back. So maybe you get one fight in the UFC, you lose, you get cut, and then uh, that's the end of that. That's your UFC career. You took a fight under unsafe conditions on short notice, in the hopes of sticking around for a little bit. I don't. I don't think that happens. I mean, if these, if they're after fighters that are unsigned, just to fill a card, these are space fillers. They don't care about these fighters. They're there to fill the card, and that's it. It's kind of gross and um, and seedy, and just it's just all around bad. Um, um, a good manager would would refuse to do this. I think. Because it's it's it, you're not representing the best interests of these fighters. You're just throwing them in there to make a couple hundred bucks and uh, help the UFC out. Which I don't know why any manager would want to help the UFC out. You're supposed to be trying to get the best for your fighters and the best interest of your fighters. And under these conditions, is don't let them fight. Do a little more to get them more money, so they're not so reliant on the UFC's. Uh, so they're not so reliant on the UFC's schedule of how to, how it works with pay, show and win, um, low low contracts. Work harder on on that than just building up ten percent of whatever you can get from a fighter. Things took an interesting turn tonight. Um, the CDC. Has sent out a recommendation of not holding events that that could have person-to-person contact uh, with over 50 people involved in those events. So, and that was for the next eight weeks, which would take the UFC through through and including UFC 250. Again, it's a recommendation, and we know that a recommendation means zero to Dana White. And unless this becomes, a, like he said on ESPN, a total government shutdown, he's going to keep pushing on. So the CDC can recommend all at once, and anyone with common sense will probably follow that recommendation. Anyone who's interested in making some money uh, while putting other people in danger will blow that recommendation off. Dana White obviously falls in the latter category. He's made that very clear. Final subject here is um, Endeavor 
and Ari Emanuel have largely or totally escaped criticism in this. But um, if Emanuel and Endeavor gave a single shit about these these fighters and didn't see them as just interchangeable parts, cogs, to make money. Um, he, they, Emmanuel or someone else in the upper management of Endeavor could have stepped in and said, hey, this isn't good, this is a bad look. Um, we need to stop these fights. And these people are Dana White's bosses. And he would have had no choice but to listen. Since the fights are going on, um, Emmanuel and the Endeavor upper management deserve as much or more blame for letting these things progress than White does. They can hide behind, well, he's the president, but he still answers to these people. And that that needs to be maybe examined, but at least reported on. And we also know that with the failed IPO, the big uh, the big money maker for Endeavor right now is the UFC. That's the attractive part of the the IPO, right, I guess, right now. That's the big profit maker, as we've seen with um, the New York Post report, which indicated that um, fighters in the UFC are receiving. 16% of the revenue, while other major sports receive closer to 50% of the revenue of their sports. So, um, Endeavor wants these fights to go on just as much, or maybe more, than White does. So maybe White's doing the bidding of his bosses. I don't know. Uh, but, anyway, he, White's guilty of, of pushing these things on as, as much as Emmanuel and Endeavor are, they're hand in hand in this. So let's um, let's maybe spread some blame around on this fact. Um, that's all I have right now. Uh, I'm sure I'll have something else to speak about tomorrow. So until Monday evening, um, stay safe, and I'll talk to you then. <laughs>